would love to ask Prophet Ralokhulala Lisponunosahaye. Mama M. Liba M. Come out to. Let's give them a word. You are loved here. Mama. You are loved here in this house. You are loved here. You are loved here. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You know, Bazalana, I really felt it really will be good for us to have people who've journeyed with us. Uh, Reverend Radokulela came to know the Lord Kana in the same year with me, 1978. He got born again in June. I got born again in August. 1978. <laughs> and uh, he was ordained as a pastor under Apostolic Faith Mission, Moeleng a pastor thing in the mountain kingdom. And then he then was seconded into evangelistic ministries as a interdenominationally across the continent. He's married to Spononosahaya Mwaruna Emli. And Banale, four children, Kise, Mikeke, Dokas, Le Paul. Ministry where the prophet has been a great success in that the church and from the church, Mudimu has raised outstanding church leaders. And in his words, he says, a strong leader will always produce, reproduce himself in others. He's bold and imaginative. He's a bold and imaginative man. God has raised him in times like these. Uh, the prophet has received his theolog theological training from the International Theological Institute with BA Honors in Theology with the University of Apostolstrom and currently is completing his thesis for a master's degree. Shaba Yaba. Oh! His passion for world evangelism intensified. The outcry of his heart is, was and still is God's fire burning in Africa. Esale emanata from his vision of God's fire emerging from South Africa, spreading to other African states, to the rest of the world. As a result, he has founded a world evangelizing agency, AB Gospel Fire Evangelistic Ministries International. He's a very bold man, imaginative man that God has raised in our time, stands in the office of a prophet, ministers around the world, and I must say, uh, Prophet, we really thank God who uh, a gospel fire has Actually, the first crusade you had at uh, Five Roses Ball, you partnered with us, Eskereke. We came in to come and help. And when you got that tent, we are thankful, Nwanesu Hore, Mama. We not only know you on the pulpit, we know you as friends. We know you as servants of God. I want to commend you for having been such an example in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the way you've handled your home, your marriage, in the way you've raised your children, and in the way you have labored through the different seasons of ministry. And uh, I, I'm thankful as well. It's a haukuhukupa. Not long ago, Kere, you know what, Prophet, I'm on my knees. I'm asking you to come on a Sunday. You agreed even if on a Sunday service. Because after this, they'll be rushing off to go to their service. If you don't mind, Sekikupale, Mama, Emily, Mama, just to come and greet 
this congregation, your children. Prophet, please, can you also come up on stage? Let's give them a warm welcome, Bazalana, as they come. Prophet, say you can also come. Come on, Bazalana, let's show our appreciation. Kerata holy do me disali bitson lamura na Jesus Christ. Kerata holy do me disali bitson lamura na Jesus Christ. Esali e namura na Jesus. Haso fetui. So mura na Jesus. Eo esali ke mama hela seventy eight inseli e na. Haso fetui. So kerata hori kia lebo ose mwal satila kachenu hakile kaharantuya mudimo. Watseba humuna tuhutanuya mudimo. O kaudu la fati, o mamelele nchi la mudimo. Kilo na leri nzenrebeje na, hai nesika lona akitibi. Marekile wa mudimo bani sisi apolo sabo pelobaka, ha asomfetuheli. Watuba ikawa moto afetu amara mudimo, ha ufetuheli. Uduti di tepisonza hai, swaki alibolta tina kachano, crazy kile rata. Watuba rele rati le lisale kuwa. Wati ba hutola di dust, empa kilebwa mudimo, kidi tulwana zakuana, haribona kitetsi so, so kilebwa muruti msa lemeke kaka lbitola Jesus, mrenale tshanke, realebo aurinze rehupola, kintereli moho, mungaumu mrena, so kilebwa zati na kajoni mudimo alishona lofat. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Malbowe Kamalengos. We may take our seat in the holy presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. You tolerato Kita di mama Kibo Alice Sabelo
Corona ake alles kon no faz Odkadu lam faz Ora lipina ene ribina date moba mobishopo akale me Marila beno di kolong Pina ene ri baba nga bano itse ba ba nikya khale holila beno Baba nga wasa tsaba lori kipina ka kereke ne ribina paraiti how say bini fela utla utla fela thupa mulalemo messia 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 riaura bella messia when i Rupula Banaba Boruna Di Petele Di Tironko Little Tibona Sila Liniti Kiwena Jesu Rera Tawena Malbomi Kamenu My my greetings to Bishop Date Bishopo Muruti Musa Sono Deme Keke Sono. We are so privileged and, and, and so honored to to be given this opportunity in such a great great gathering of the believers it is a very indeed is a very big burden to open uh, such a great conference and celebration that will go on to the to october but i must say that thank you for trusting me that uh, i will Give out what God want me to give. Ndate Muruti Musa, he is so dear to our hearts as a family. And he's one of the men that I know in South Africa for quite a long time who's still doing what he was doing so, for so many years. 40 years is not as... If you can say somebody who's 40 years must stand here, you'll be shocked. <laughs> because almost generation of today, they are 40 years old. It's not a small thing that Murutu did to invite us. When I heard that this is a celebration, the first thing that I did when you say 40 years, I counted back. And I, 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 I know exactly when Grace Bible Church was started during those times. And I want to thank that until today, it's, they still, you are still Grace Bible Church. And I see grace of God upon you. And uh, 40 years, it's not a child's play. Many people 
it's very difficult to preach for 40 years saying the same thing that you used to say. And uh, standing and praying and preaching the same preaching, especially Rudaba to the gift, it's a holohad, it's a bitwansadi prophet. It's not an easy thing for 40 years to be prophesying, that says the Lord every day. So, but uh, you are one of the models that God has given us in South Africa in a pastoral ministry. When I came to Soweto here for a crusade, I came in 1989, and then I was with Mdate, the late at Baptist. We had a crusade, didn't say why it's dying and resurrected and so forth. That's when I started to know uh, Grace Bible Church, closer to it through Ndati Mantua. And then uh, when, I came, when I came here in, the, in 91, when I f- came here from Kwako, I said, Lord, the first place that I need, I was in Angola preaching a crusade there with Preter as you know him. Yeah, we were, we were sent there by Rayma Ministry to to do crusades around Namibia in, 18, in those days. And then, but one day God said to me, go back to South Africa, my people are dying. Leave everything and go and preach. I said, Lord, what is the two places that are important to you to start my tent? I said, the Lord said to me, go and target the two places. The Lord mentioned the greatest place in the whole South Africa, he said, Ferenachen, Sebuke. Sebuke, the most. You know, you know, even in America and everybody, and here, very few people can say Ferenachen. And nobody even knows what is Ferenachen. The Lord said, Do you know what is Ferenachen? I said, As Ferenachen, go and preach there. And you, from Frienachen, you will land right in a place called Soweto. And I said, Lord, I don't know about Rutiba Soweto. Baba Kalo Kalo Mudimu said, I'll give you a man who will be with you. I landed in Soweto in the hands of Bomuruti Musa Sono. And uh, I was amazed to see a pastor who ex- accepted evangelist like that. And I know him from many years. He has preached at Kwakwa. We have preaching in Kwakwa and many countries. Some, some of you don't know that we were even sitting in America one time. Baratua, thank you so much and... Uh, Thank you. I know very well, but Thank you so much, Muruti. I'm sure the high kilos are handling Yakashi. Thank you so much. Uh, Turn with me today. 
You know, as I was pondering on the conference, I'm going to be very short. And then I realized that it's 40 years celebration, which will go on. And then I, I only think of another 40 years that I don't know whether if I share, I say it, it won't make some to cry. The very same celebration of 40 years is a 40 years of my tear, of tears. Because the same 40 years is when I lost my daughter in the ministry when I was fasting 40 years, 40 days. You know that those days when we still when we were fasting 40 days, not today, don't fast those 40 days, please. I know some people, as you have some conditions, don't. But we were fasting the 40 days when I lost my child when I was 38 years in fasting. It is the same year. And, uh, but the Lord told me that you lost your child, cry, but I will give you the nations of the world if you will trust me. And the same year of 40 years, it's when, 1983, it's when I lost my mother. They say that at the second month I lost my mother. I cried, the Lord said, I'll give you mothers all over the world. And uh, it's not so nice. But I want to tell you that my love to God was confirmed the last 40 years. I, I've been loving God. I was already in the ministry. I was already preaching, but I knew that time that indeed I'm called by God. The book of Ezekiel, just for a few minutes, the book for, uh, of Ezekiel, I will tell you why I have chosen this scripture. It is a book in the, pro, in the you know, in the Bible we have what we call major, major, major prophets, major ones. <laughs> so don't worry, I'm not, I'm not, um, if you compare me here, I'm not the major one because I have no right to write the Bible. But Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah, those are the major prophets. So you must take what they say because they are major one. So they will go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> there is seven. I just want you to listen to the verses. I'm reading this verse in celebration of 40 years of our church. I say our church. The Grace Bible Church is our church. Verse number one says, chapter number 37. Oh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. 37 verse number one. You'll forgive me, I, I've put some glasses so they are brand new, so I'm not used to them. <laughs> and very expensive. <laughs> And I would ask my wife to make sure that you shoot me because I was, I was, I was decorated on one of the rooms. So <laughs> you better shoot me bef before, I, before I preach and then I move all the makeups around you. <laughs> the hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Let, let me try to repeat it again. The hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley 
and it was full of bones. Full of bones. Verse number two. He caused me to pass by them around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very, indeed, they were very dry. Very dry. And he said to me, son of man, son of dust, can this bone live? So I answered, Lord, oh Lord, you know. We thank you, Lord, for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was thinking about the 40 years that we are celebrating, it came to my spirit that celebrating 40 years it means we are in the midlife. Many people, uh, when they are 40 years, you see another color of them. I know that we have stages in life, but in the church we struggle with a, mid, a midlife crisis. When people are 40 years, some they want to become boys again. They want another girl again. Some, they want to be old men again. Before they can be old men. The Lord said to me, son, in the 40 years, my message that you are to preach this morning, you must prophesy over the church. And tell him what is a new thing that God is doing. That it's going to amaze the world. It has started, but it will amaze the world. As I was going through and reading this text, my greatest message that came to my eyes, I titled it a prophetic generation has arised. A prophetic generation has arised. I am standing here to tell you there is a new breed of a generation that is arising within a generation. It might take me some hours to describe what I saw in the spirit about this generation. But I saw a generation arising with the horn of a wild ox. A generation that is unstoppable. I saw a generation that is going to change the norms in this world. I see a generation that will define who are we in the world. 
A generation that will give answer to the world that has been asking, who is the church? For years and years, the church has been given names. One of the greatest names today that I don't like with all my heart. It's a name that is given to the church. They will call the church a religious organization. They will call this meeting gatherings, spiritual gatherings. They will call faith-based generation. We don't actually know what's the church. But I agree that the I wanted to do my constitution of gospel fire in the 80s. I say I will be ministering to the body of Christ. The lawyer said to me, don't mention that we, we don't have body of Christ in, our, in the law. Say church, finish. The world does not know the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ is the visible people, but in the invisible place. The body is invisible, the church is visible. Though I am angry sometimes, but I know that it takes a revelation to know, to see the body in the church. A prophetic generation is what God is raising in my time. As I was pondering and thinking seriously, I heard the Lord say, my son, I'm raising a people who are a prophetic. I'm not saying a prophet's generation. A prophetic. I'm talking about people whom they are doing is prophetic. Whom they are singing is prophetic. Whom they are crying is prophetic. Whom their prosperity is prophetic. Whom their struggles are prophetic. Whom everything is prophetic. When we read about Ezekiel and Jeremiah, when they went through a valley, that valley became a prophetic valley. Because in that valley, that's when prophetic ministry, prophecy came out of the valley. And the Lord said to me, my son, I'm going to raise a generation out of a valley of decision, a valley in a time when countries of the world are facing crisis, in a time when pandemic has come over the nations and many has interpretations that the church is over. We are no more going to be gathered again. Something that we must close this big auditoriums because our time is over. The Lord said, son, I'm talking with you and my church in the valley. Let's go to the valley. I'm leading you to the valley because I've got the word in the valley. I don't talk on the mountain, but I want to talk to the church that is in the valley. Nation are perplexed. Nation are in trouble. There's no answer to many questions. That's why I chose these words. Son of man, shall this bone live? And I'm here to tell
tell you that when God asks a question, he has an answer before. God has an answer before the question. I know in the days by, you remember the ministries of the Elijah Masonga, which was Jesus the answer. The generation after they said, if Jesus is the answer, who is the question? But here I'm here, I'm here to tell you why Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer because God created answer before the dilemma. God always specializes. He has a tendency of creating answer before the dilemma. This generation was raised. This book come just in a very good time because Ezekiel he was a contemporary prophet with people like Jeremiah. He, when the children of Israel were taken to Babylon captivity, he was left in Tel Aviv where there is an airport today of Israel. This is a prophetic a prophecy that comes from Tel Aviv. God moved to and fro. He moved to Babylon. He looked at the people at Babylon and God moved by the spirit and went to Tel Aviv and he went to the prophet. God was licensing between the, the ex, people in exile and the people who are in prophetic ministry. Because I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how deep is the valley where the church is standing. God will always move up and down, continuing to do the work that the devil is not aware that God worked better in the nights. That's why the Bible says it was the evening and the morning was the first day. Doesn't say the, the morning and the evening. God start in the evening. God creates in the evening. The Bible says in the beginning God created what was that beginning? Beginning of who? You don't find that word in, in Hebrew. You find the word Bereshiz. Bereshiz cannot be a beginning. Bereshiz could be an event. It could be called in Hebrew Moyadim. It, it could be called something that erupt and cause a new beginning. It is something like the Noah's and the Noah's time when the whole world was killed and all the living creatures and God started afresh. I started afresh. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah where the city was banned and God started all over again. It is the same time. It's the same thing. It is a Muadin that comes and destroy everything that is out of the order and that time the people who are alive they think God has forsaken and God has forgotten. They don't know. It is God's Muadin. God is changing and is bringing a new thing that the world has never experienced before. And thank God in the chapter number 6 he killed them. But in chapter 
that we are reading, it doesn't kill. He changed the people from the valley. He sent a prophetic word. He said, Ezekiel, I put you in the spirit and I want to take you up before you sit down. The problem is that our generation, they look things from a wrong position. We look to the nation in wrong position. We see our countries, our continents from a wrong position. But as a kill, the spirit came to the place and the Bible says the Lord took him up by the spirit in the spirit. The Lord had to take him to a position where he can see the reality of things. Some people, they talk, but they are at the wrong position. They see bones. But God wanted to, him to see something beyond dryness. Something far greater than dryness. Something far greater than the valley. Something greater than what he used to see. Something greater than exile. Exile. Something far. But God had to take him. The Bible said he took him up. And he said, look down. He put him right in the valley. And the valley was full of bones. Do you know that? If it was today, it was going to be an insult to see bones. Because some bones were put in ties. Some bones had a degree in chemistry and science. Astronauts. But they were bones before God. How do we see the world today? If it was today, our prophecy will be saying, God, I, I see, I see, I see glory upon him. I see rainbow upon your head. But just God said, it's not rainbow, it's, it's bone. You're prophesying bones. In Jesus' mighty name. The prophet is in a frightening situation. He is positioned to view the valley of dry bones and God caused him to pass by in an intimate and dynamic way God said I want you to be very close to the situation be close and see the deadness of these people Why God want him to come closer to their deadness? God was demanding engagement. When God put you closer to things and see them the way they are, what is God looking for you from you? Engaged. Because we have the world today, we have Christians today, they are not engaged. They look at situations, but they are not engaged. They see the deadness of our people, but they are not engaged. They see sinners walking, walking on the street, but they are not engaged. They see people who are in trouble, but they are not engaged. They are not, but God wants him to be engaged. And Ezekiel had to dive into the world and swim beneath the surface. And see humanity the way they are. Humanity. In the deadness situation. Many times we look at the surface. We preach at the surface. 
we 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 make people feel good. Mm, feel good. You don't hear what I'm saying. I feel good. Glory to God. But God said, I want you to feel the deadness of my people in this place. And the Lord said, No, it's not enough. It's not enough. I want you to do roundabout. I want you to turn and turn and turn and turn, turn around. Look at one situation and do a turn around. Round and round and round. I want to see this side and this side and that side and that side of the situation of my people. This side and that side and that side. Before I can ask you a question. My good. Hallelujah. And God asked him a question. You know that, that, that question? Probe a deeper, probe him deeper into a dilemma. It makes him to look at the dilemma. Serious. Do you know the people who have questions that are deep? I know this one. I know, this, uh, I know, I know Isaac. Isaac said, Father, I see you have knife. I see you have fire. I see you have wood. I see we are ascending to the mounts of sacrifice. But I have a dilemma. You don't tell me what I'm supposed to know. You don't tell me where is the ship when everything is well organized. I see fire. I see your hand is shaking. You are about to slaughter something. But where is that? And when the old man said, God has the answer before the dilemma. When you are going through tough time, don't answer questions that are not necessary. Tell your neighbor, 2023, 2020, 30, 10 years from now, we are celebrating 40, but there is another 40 that is coming in front of us. God has a tendency to create answer before problem. Many people they think when Abraham ascend the, the sheep or the goat also ascend on the other side. No. The goat was there all the time waiting for the eyes of Abraham to open and see provision. That's why the old man said, God has the answer. I don't care the situation we are going through. We will be through indeed. Breakthrough meaning we break until we are through. You're going to break through in every situation that you find yourself in. You're going to break through in your marriage. You're going to break through in your business. You're going to break through in everything that is facing your life today. I prophesy to you, you are breaking through. Because 
you are a new generation who is raised by God. Ha 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 ha. God's question work in us. God never walked with a person without giving him a question to work on his life. Go and check all the prophets. What do you see? As a key, Jeremiah, I see an almond tree. You have seen well. I will hasten my word to be performed. What is that? Does it mean almond tree gives fruits that are becoming ripe before their time? God is saying it will go, it will come quicker than the time you expected. It's coming quicker than the time you have expected. You expect it next year, but I declare you will see these days. You expect that 2025, but it's going to happen to you in the mighty name of Jesus. You accepted that the church will be full after five years. During the corona, everybody will say, yeah, maybe after five years, we will be filling the church. But it happened quicker than they expected. Even worse. Because multitude are in the valley of decision. Because during the COVID, we were rounding like this. Rounding like this. Preaching in our bedrooms. Oh, you are alone there. And there are How We say, no, Lord, it is the end of the church. But I hear the Lord say, no, son, it was just a muadin. I was causing every high thing to come low. You know, one thing that I have learned from COVID-19 is that COVID-19 made everybody to be equal. The only better people during the COVID were the mad ones. You would never see a mad people suffering from COVID. COVID was so terrible to people who are rich. And so more terrible to the people who have done science, who are educated. They were dying while they were watching the news. People who did not have even a brain, they didn't die. They will put a mask that is dirty, mask that is one month old on the street and asking bread. And they put that mask so that you must give them 550 cents. But they didn't die because it could not touch them because it was a scientific death. You had to reason seven step how to die. There is a generation that is coming up. This generation is swifter than leopards. They are swifter than leopards. When you close with your wall, they jump the wall. 
they don't push the walls they jump the walls when they face a greenland when they pass that greenland it becomes desolate because they don't dwell when where it's green they want to move forward they are unstoppable i want you to look to somebody next to you and say from today i'm unstoppable i am unstoppable this generation God had to prepare the man to put him do and do this I saw Bishop Musasono every time closer to me in a social media he will sit there in his room even wearing a capping yarn and few eyes are looking at him and the old church is gone and we don't have even tithe and if we want money we put our little you put your little bank account there especially many people they prefer let me call that one I'll do advert free for them they will put it there and Bazaloni will look outside and say hey it's still bad and throw it through the phone because there was no way to go outside except chemist and grocery finish and laro and die hallelujah but during that time when we were looking like this we were surrounding and surrounding looking at what god can do in a moment in a moment the aeroplanes had to come down Lufthansa 747 SAA all the big giants that live in the air their engine were covered with plastic president in the houses pastors who heal the sick and prophets who prophesy and prophet no on prophet guests in their houses they are prophesying their wives God was showing us, huh? I can say, everything will be off. And I can light. And the world can be shaken. And what that moment, we try to make our doctrine that the end, the end has come. And the Lord went to Ezekiel. Ezekiel and other prophets of God. They started to preach in the valley. Because the spirit is not afraid of valleys. The Holy Spirit is not afraid of your problems. The Holy Spirit is not afraid of what you are going through right now. You are watching me. But I want to tell you that the Holy Ghost is not afraid of your problem. The Holy Spirit is not afraid of what you are going through. The Holy Spirit can put the God boots and get into the mud where you are right now and pick you up and put you on the king's highway and put a new song on your mouth the preaching of Dr. Elijah Masonganye in one of my conferences he said with his English from Kiani. No, that's only English. In the year 2012 and 2000, 
and beyond. It shall be very difficult to some of the preacher to preach. Some who are not ready will quit. Prophesy in 2000. Then after 2000, we said, where is that prophecy? But 2020, 20 years later, aeroplanes came down. Parliaments were closed. On the roads, you could see animals forgetting about human beings. On the N1, you'll find cows. They are lying on the entire road. They forgot their memory, their megabytes were are too small to think about to think there were still human beings on the planet earth i was at one time i had to chase a cow high out of the road because it has forgotten that human beings still exist it was in the valley and even today some are sitting in their houses if you ask them why are they not coming to gatherings they say hi Blessed is Runabasin sixth. And some is how to Hukwala Juala. Even Christians were angry for the closing of Jua. And some of the people, when they took, when the beer was open and the world was celebrating, they took a little bit, but they took a thought just as a, not as drinking, just celebrating. Unfortunately, some are still celebrating even today. I want to ask you, come home. God is busy. We was busy with a question that will change our history and bring out of us a new prophetic generation. A generation that will know, not be afraid of anything. A generation has been tested in the valley. When they get into crisis, then they show the, how Christ is powerful in crisis. Because Christ is more powerful in crisis. Because they understand the crisis of Christ. Prophetic generation. I'm talking about people. Even marriage, they marry, their marriage is prophetic. I saw only on the tele, on the on the screen that somebody was just about to marry. I said, Oh my god, it's prophetic. This guy, is, this guy and this lady are very, very blessed. They marry when I'm coming to preach. Why? It's prophetic. Next time when Bishop invites me, I'm going to prophesy you what God is going to do through your life. Next time when he invite me. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That deeper place of that deeper place of uh, of the called valley is where the people are today. We are in the valley. Sociologically, politically, 
in every human ways we are in the valley the moral fiber of our people is collapsing the foundation of our generation is collapsing we are struggling to bring back to the people to the love of Jesus Christ the love that would make people to do it voluntarily will have to work very hard it's difficult to see crusades anymore because crusades has been replaced by taverns people prefer to go to tavern than heaven but in the midst of all this we were at the airport with a bishop in the meeting that we had at the airport at that hotel birds you could see doves were taking over the airport they were climbing on aeroplanes the whole airport was full of dung dove not the power of the holy spirit dove dung we were sitting in that hotel it was empty and we were putting some we were so we had a complexion just now But we said there as a few pastors and we said no what are we gonna do after this we were planning what will happen after this the lord was busy he took him around to see the full extent of a problem the people of today, they don't want to see the full extent of the problem. They solve a problem before they understand the problem. Especially the one-on-one people. When they sit, you don't even hear the problem. There is a problem that is hiding behind the problem. We need to know the full extent of a problem in our society, in our churches. We don't just stand and preach on the surface of things and make people to feel the goosebumps and say their service was good. But human problems were not addressed in the word. The seriousness of problems were not addressed. We want to be casual so that we can be acceptable. We want to be, you know, today we want to be celebrities. We want more likes. And you know, likes can be people who can be monitoring spirits only. We want to be known. We want to know how many people follow me. You don't even know how many devils are following you. Young generation, young pastors today, my following, my following is so great, but he doesn't tell me about how many devils are following him. Generation that is coming. And then he said, shall this leave is a yes Bazalwan let me describe this time because 
The greatest scripture is, I will do a new thing. It will, it will spring forth. Forget the things of the former things of yesterday. For I am doing a thing. I'm about to do the something that will erase the memory of your enemies from your mind. You remember God said to Moses, the memory of the Amalekites will be wiped away from, from you. You shall not think about the, the Amalekites anymore. I say in this celebration, God is wiping away the memory of bad things that happen around your life. For we are entering into a new epoch. We are getting into a new season. We are getting into the new Kairos. And we cannot get into new things while we are still carrying the things of yesterday and the wounds of yesterday. Even the blessings of yesterday can stink if we want to apply in the today's time. For God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. It's coming. Behold, it's coming. A new thing. Everybody say new thing. It doesn't say new things. People, they miss it there. New thing. The Lord is saying to me, I'm raising within the generation of people, weak people, hey, forgotten people, people that are not part of the, the well-known people, out of nothing. I raise a generation and I call it prophetic. They will stand up and march to the territory of the enemies. They shall bring down kingdoms. They shall rise up. They shall go from the west to the south. They shall not be subdued by anything. They shall not be afraid of terror by night. Where they shall not be afraid of the pestilence that go by night. It's a generation that is bold. I'm raising a generation. Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth shall you not know it it's a question god seasons is marked by god's questions when a great god of the universe asks a human a human being question you must know his intention is to bring what your mind cannot catch up with and that question divine question is preparing you for what you have never known before. Shall you not know? I will even make a road. Sharmasa. God said, the money for the road is already paid. I will, I don't know, you are struggling and telling, Pastor, I can't come to the church. I have this and that. The Lord says, I'm doing a new thing. I will even make a road in the wilderness. I'm not going to check the soil whether it will sustain the road. I will do it in the wilderness. People, let me tell you, church, you are rising up in your continent. You are rising up in Africa. 
in the desert there shall be a road in your tragedy there will be a road in your crisis there will be a road in every prison where you are locked in there will be a road in the tears that you are sharing there will be a road in the discouragement place where you are where you think nothing shall ever rise up there will be a road I will make a road if in the wilderness in the valley I will raise things that will scare the generation of today but they will come out of the desert they will come at the place where the people said it will never come right God will pick up people in this church who will who who are not known by anybody he will use us the nobodies of this world and turn them into the somebody who will change the course of history the bible says we are the salt of the earth we are not the sugar of this world generation that will be their presence will be felt god we is about to amplify your steps your ordinary voice will sound in zimbabwe will sound in tunisia will sound in Casablanca. will sound in nigeria will sound in asia it will sound in in middle east and europe america do you know america do you know that you are about to come to africa in the desert called africa in the, the place that was called that dark place called africa you are about to come and see missionaries who are anointed by the power of the holy ghost you are about to see pastors who can tell the world how to walk the walk and talk the talk how you are about to see the genuine evangelist who can preach to the multitude and bring sinners out of the fire of hell and close the hell and open heaven here am I Lord you know what let me tell you what I sense I sense the, the, the turning of pages in the atmosphere there is a turning of pages in the atmosphere. It seems that the God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Son and the Holy Spirit, they are turning the pages. Why are they turning the pages? They are coming to your chapter. Listen, God is opening your chapter. The chapter that was not read by people who are close to you. They never knew who you are. They undermine you. They never knew how much God has given your potential. But the pages are rolled in heaven. And God is coming to your chapter. I declare in the name of Jesus. It's chapter one of your life. And the people who never knew you before. I declare they are going to know you better. Because it's your chapter. It's verse number one of your life if they think you are dead if you think you are nothing tell them that today i'm chapter one if you know chapter one you have not know the book 
I sense hey, I sense in the spirit I sense transition I sense transition in the atmosphere we are transiting from one dimension to a new epoch a new season of our life we are turning into the chapter of our life if you are 40 years it's when you can hear God clear I think you are chapter one of your life you remember Moses when he was 40 years that's what when God starts with his life 40 years is just chapter one of the people who are much who will match the territory of this world I want to say to you grace you are chapter one this is chapter one of your life if the people have ever seen something they have never seen anything you see chapter one comes some when some are over 60 God did it deliberately there's a scripture that I read it says it's Gideon Gideon these people are too many if they can win the battle 22,000 they will say you know God is concerned about what you will say after victory what will you say God is concerned about that he said these people are too many if they win the Midianites they will say I'm not going to touch that one tell everybody who's tired go home they went home still 10,000 God said 10,000 still it's many I'm afraid after they have conquered they will say God is not afraid of you conquering he wants everyone to conquer but God is careful to listen what you say when you have conquered the problem with many people who fell from the seven story high building in spiritually what they said during their victory God want to know what you say after the victory the Lord said I'm afraid they will say when I go when I go I want you to know grace that pass all human understanding. Hey, do you feel that transition? Do you feel that you are stepping into something? Do you feel that your spiritual life is taking around ten? Do you feel that your prayer life is turning around? Do you feel that Africa and South Africa is too small for the things that are deposited in your life? There is a transition in the atmosphere and you are just on page one. Say, Madam, 
I'm on a threshold of a new epoch. I am ready to break out into a larger and more and significant future. Give yourself a round of applause. Again. Listen again. I want you to talk to your neighbor again. This is just an introduction. Say neighbor. Me and you we are called to something that will legitimize the time and the space we occupied. As we are riding upon this fallen planet. We are called to legitimize our space as we are riding upon this fallen planet. Tell your neighbor, I want to legitimize my space. I want the world to know that I'm not here by mistake. I'm not here by somebody's favor. I'm not favored by somebody. I'm here because God has called me to be in this place. I want to legitimize my space as I walk upon this planet. I don't care what the devil says. My walk, my talk, my action must legitimize my space. But I'm not here by mistake. I don't know what you feel right now but God is inspiring in you a holy restlessness there's a holy restlessness that I can't rest before I legitimize my space I'm not a mistake in this world my presence must be felt wherever I am. I'm here to season the world. To affect the unborn generation. Dr. Robert Schuler once said in his book, Tough Time Never Last Tough People Do. He said the mountain climb, I want to climb the mountain. He wrote a letter. He said, I'm going to try once. If I die, let me leave the letter in my house. He tried and tried. He died. When they came to the house, they found the letter. But they said, when he's standing in front of Mount Everest, he said, Mount Everest, you don't grow old. You don't go to university and learn. You don't move. But I grow. I move. I'm going to try you for the, next, for the last time. If I'm conquered, 
I can't climb you. Listen to me, Mount Everest. I come to you now in the name of the unborn generation. The generation that will climb on you without touching you. They will fly on top of you. They will drink your water without permission. And that, I feel the footstep of that generation. It's like the foot of horses. They come from the north and the west and the east. They come with new anointing like Ezekiel. They are filled with the anointing. They are carried by anointing. They speak by anointing. They see through the anointing. I fulfill that they are coming. And I'm saying the church prophetic generation is you and I today. We say to every situation in the name of the unborn generation, we shall take the territory of the enemy. And the Bible says in the book of Philippians, every kneel shall bow, bow. every kneel is prophetic. Every kneel shall bow and every shall shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I command every knee to bow before Jesus Christ. I don't care what the devil says. There is a bowing somewhere to your problems, to the devils, to the kingdom of darkness, to the spring principalities. There is a bowing that is coming when every knee shall bow and every knee shall bow before Jesus. I sense in the spirit a barometric rising point to the real sense of new wind of spiritual influence. Yeah. The barometer is rising up to the point of the spiritual overtaking. We are taking over in the kingdom of God. And the barometer is rising and bring you a new sense of a wind of influence that will encourage a generation of us to go and pull and, 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 and people to bring the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are about to bring testimony. You know, time of preaching great sermon is going to an end. We are facing a time of testimonies. The last chapter of human race with God in the book of the book of in the book of uh, in the book of uh, Revelation says, "Then I saw two witnesses. They were like olive trees. When they speak a word, they cause rain. When they speak, you come and attack them. Your eyes become rotten." The day when they preach, fire comes and consume. We are not here yet, but we are moving towards a generation that is not challenged by the world anymore. The anointing is rising in us. We are the sons of the prophet. The prophetic generation that is going to testify to the world that Jesus is still alive is arising among us. You and I, we are going to climb platforms that you have never think of in your life. 
I think what I see in this church, I only see people in 40 years who have been prepared. I've never seen such a big Bible school. One message, such a, such a long Bible school. Because every message that your bishop has preached, I still have his messages that he preached in my conferences. I can preach it. I say, this church was in Bible college for 40 years. The wilderness of eight years is nothing to you. You are carrying the testimony of Egypt. How they died. You are carrying the testimony of the, the crossing of the Red Sea. How manna fell in, in, in the wilderness. You are telling it to the next generation. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to, to Jesus. Let me tell you when I close. Bazalwan. Even in this time. We have a window of opportunity. Where the captain of our salvation has gone before us. To prepare our hearts. Our hearts are ripe. Are ready. And ready to be. To gather, even the harvest, the people together, do the will of God in this world. But let me give you this statement before I pray. I quote The opportunity of lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of opportunity. This window has a time constraint where negligence on our part will be disastrous to the destiny of multitude. If this opportunity is not seized, we must live with consequences of our inactive laziness with the fruits of disobedience. I ask you, do you want to join God? Do you want to be engaged when God raised this generation? Do you want to be part of the prophetic generation? Do you want to be part of the people who are not going to cry to, to the bishop every day, but who will take the stuff and make life to the lifeless? Are you going to be people who will make the ministry of this old man to be alive in the new generation. Are you the people who will say, I have been in Bible college for 40 years. Now I've got to display to the new generation what I have learned in these 40 years. I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's your time. Give God a big hands of praise. This is our when, the hour when God will will give these nations to those who will rise up and speak that the spirit what the spirit is saying and not be afraid to get their hands dirty are you ready to get your hands dirty to save the lord or are you going to fold your arms and say i don't want to be dirty but god is saying i'm raising a generation that will get into mud if i'm dirty let me be dirty because I want this generation to know God. 
God, my prayer is raise this generation. Are you that generation? Are you that part of that generation? Prophetic in singing, prophetic in crying, prophetic in laughing, prophetic in marrying, prophetic in every situation. I wrote my book out of what happened to me and it was prophetic. Uh, my, 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 my trouble was prophetic. I'm here because of the things that I enjoyed. You remember when I was here last day, I didn't preach about that sem- the sermon, but I quoted and I want to quote again today. Paul says I want you to know Philippians that if it was not because of the things that befall upon me I could not have preached the gospel to the palaces but those things that happened to me they happened so that so that ah, so that everything that happened to the prophetic generation it happened for so that Raise your hands. May I pray? May I pray? My first prayer, Lord, Bishop Musasono's heart, I know. I know when a person is in this age, it's not just to preach powerful sermons. not to care about the big church anymore but he want to know what are you gonna do after this what are you gonna do after this after this 40 years of celebration after the church today where are you gonna start lift up your hands I want you to say Lord I avail myself everybody say Lord I avail myself to be an instrument to be an ambassador of this great news to take this great news to the world I avail myself as a holy vessel ready for good things I'm ready to be a salt of the earth to season this dry world my presence may my presence change my neighbor change my people change my relative when they come contact with my presence let there be a great change in Jesus mighty name number two if you are sick wherever you are watching me if you are sick the time is coming the time and that time is now when sickness when healing is not going to a miracle but it's going to be a food of children I wonder how many people have heard what I say. Healing will take place while we are just singing in the church. Cripples will stand. As I'm standing here right now, 
everybody who's sick in this building and those who are watching me, everybody who's sick, I'm doing a simple thing. God will do the hard one. I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who could not walk, I command you to walk in the name of Jesus. Those who are blind in one eye, let your eye open in Jesus' name. Those who are deaf, let them hear in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for that cloth on your breast. I kill that cancer on your breast. Let it die now as while I'm standing here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. I, I command the gouts to be healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. Gouts must be healed. That problem of liver must be healed now in the name of Jesus. That womb problem, pain in the womb, I command it to be healed now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That person who's from the accident, who's still suffering from a back and a neck, I say, you are from an accident, you are suffering from a back and a neck. I say, you are healed now in the name of Jesus. And I command those who are possessed or oppressed or suppressed by evil spirits, be free in the name of Jesus. I say, be free in the name of Jesus. Ah, your hands are sick. Be free in the name of Jesus. Last, number three. If you are here, you say, I want to be part of that army of the prophetic generation of people. I want to be a child of God. That's the step number one. I want to be saved. I want to receive Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of my life. In this time. I don't you men of God to live without me making a decision to follow Jesus. And those who have fallen, who have backslidden. You say, Muruti, I want to come back to Jesus. If I have backslidden, I slide back to Jesus today in the mighty name of Jesus. If you say, yes, Muruti, I want Jesus today, lift up your right hand wherever you are, and I pray for you. Wherever you are, lift up your hands, I pray for you. I can see hands, I can see hands. Wave it, wave it wherever you are. Wave it wherever you are. Wave your hands if you want Jesus. If you need Jesus, wave your hands. Wave your hands, wave your hands. In the name of Jesus, while we are still clapping hands and praising the Lord, the bishops of the house will give us a direction. Stand there and your hands up in Jesus' mighty name. The bishop of the house will give us a direction. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you who raised your hands, we want to pray for you. Just take all your belongings and just walk to the front. We want to pray for you. Just come from where you are. Take your belongings and walk, walk to the front. Come on, walk to the front. Walk to the front. 